Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. It's free flow and freaky Friday on the Andy and Amanda show. But this isn't a normal Andy and Amanda show. Mm-mm. This is the Andy and Amanda love show. The conversation continues. We know you enjoyed our show Wednesday so much that we decided we keep the conversation alive, talking love, intimacy, relationship, sex, anything you want to talk about, we're here. 515-605-9888. Come on, baby. Join the conversation. The Andy and Amanda Love Show. The time has come for us to Hello. How are you? <laughs> All right, Gav. <laughs> I'm good, darling. How are you? I, I, I'm, I'm very fine. Very, I love this very song. Fine. Yeah, I right? Love song. I, I love this song. Smooth, that song. baby. It's smooth, <laughs> baby. It's smooth. Just like the Andy <laughs> made a love show. Absolutely. This is a love show. Yeah, a lot to talk about today. A few things I, 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 <clears throat> I want to talk about. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation that we had on Wednesday, folks, which is all about love, sex, intimacy, relationships, all that good, fun stuff. You know, we want your calls, too. You can dial into the show if you're in North America at 515-605-9888. And if you want to join us internationally, well, then, hell, just send us an email at com. We will return your email with a link where you can join the show over the Internet. Yes, that's true, over the Internet. All you need Absolutely. is a... a you know, is a microphone, a headset, uh, a bugle horn, something that will enable us to hear you. <laughs> you know, or really loud voice. You know, love it. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, what's mm-hmm. those? Um, what's those? Uh, what are they called? What you hold to your mouth and you you switch the button and it's like really really loud. I forget what they, people use them out in public, right? They're like the police. A kazoo. Yeah, it's a, a kazoo. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Yeah, one of those. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, remember this, folks. Don't forget. I think what you just said is very important. It is. That's how you join the show. All sorts of ways here. Don't don't miss out. It's 515-605-9888. We'll stay here and be quiet until we hear from you. Okay. You know what I was thinking about a while ago? What's that? What's that? I was thinking that there are eight billion people in the world, okay. and not one of the right. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of it human really beings that have yeah. that have voices and hands that can punch, pick up a phone, and dial and all that kind of stuff, right? Eight, <laughs> bil- eight billion people in the world. Not one, not one out of eight billion is calling me. Not one. No, that's Mm-mm. no good, Mm-mm. Andy. That's not fair. Mm. Mm. I'll call you. Mm-hmm. So this is the way it is. I, I, I know it doesn't mean, uh, you know, doesn't mean I want it to be that way. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Do you know, um, I was going to say something, but I just remember what. Do you, by any chance? Hmm. hmm. Yeah, hang on. Let me just focus hmm. and concentrate on the, you know, my usual focus. procedure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm. You're usually right. Mm. Mm. Uh, let me think here. about uh, the news? Something in you? It may have been. Yeah. Your day? Yeah, my day so far has been pretty. You know, I fell asleep last night. You did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you not fall asleep normally? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> 
Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. This is not intentional. You know, I, there used to be a time, you know, when you go back to like uh, George and Gracie and Jack Benny and, and you know, uh, George, all these people, they used to have a, a straight person and a, like a comedian. They would form a duo and they go around touring all these vaudeville stages and so forth. Yeah. Uh, this is not intentional, you know. I, we, 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 Amanda, uh, 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 Amanda and I have never met, you know, and we keep saying that because we have a lot of new listeners every show. But we, Amanda's in the UK, I guess we did. Did we tell people who we were and where we were? Uh, I, th- I think we have in previous shows, yeah. I mean, I, I always end the show with somewhere in the UK because we always have fun about whereabouts I'm based. But uh, everybody knows that I'm like two hours outside London. <laughs> Thing, he knows exactly what he's doing, but I would add this. He knows what he is doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Mm, I'm yeah. not so sure about that because oh, okay. normally when you when you go into a you know, show and you're starting a radio show and you say, well, this is the show and here we are. But I don't think we did that. So we have a new audience um, every show. We have our listeners are going we, and welcome everybody aboard. This is the Andy Amanda show. That's what the show is. Uh, Amanda is in fact in the UK. I am in fact uh, right outside of Los Angeles, California, and we have never met our show coordinator who put us together. Is a guy named Cornell Butler who often joins the show. He's a funny guy and always a pleasure to have on. Um, he and, I, we, and we never met Cornell. You know, none of us have no. met. We've had, as a matter of fact, Amanda. My gosh, I almost forgot. Yes. Today. Marks one year. You know, our show is called Coast to Coast. You know, it's Andy and Amanda on Coast to Coast. That's that's the actual name of the show. So we started Coast to Coast doing the show one year ago, yesterday or today. I see the fifteenth or sixteenth of April, but it's been wow. a year, a year, and we we have to maybe over the weekend I'll put together like a tribute show commemorating one year, but uh, but the Amanda the, the, the Amanda and Andy show <laughs> started. Started, I think, in June or July, but but the actual program that we're on right now at this phone number on, in this studio started um, one year ago, like today. Uh, it was a 15-minute show, a commentary on 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 the news and on on the skew in the world, as seen from you know uh, a, a black guy in Philadelphia and a white guy in California, and our even though like-minded and our thoughts and things and you know how the differences and how we look at the world coming from our individual backgrounds. It was kind of interesting conversation and that went on for a while and, you know, BLM and George Floyd and all that and all news. And then Cornell came aboard and then, then you joined us in June or July. We started the Andy and Amanda show and here we are, you know, 300 and some odd episodes later, um, a year later, and we're still doing the show. I almost forgot. Whoa. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Really. You know, um, I was going to uh, say, we're, oh, this is a, you know, for those of you who missed Wednesday's show, what were we talking about Wednesday? I just have a we're note here. We were talking about all the good stuff, weren't we? We were talking yeah, about says, all the things that we are talking about today. My notes say continue Wednesday's conversation. Okay, what was that about? Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Uh, let me think here. I've got okay, so here. I know I talked on Wednesday. I said some words. Hmm. I've got... I- who, yeah. who am I? Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> I can remind you of that, sweetheart. You know, you're on the radio show, being yeah, a co-host, radio. and we're like, all oh, this fun stuff. <laughs> uh, you know? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. 
We're here to talk yeah. about on this on this show, as the introduction indicated, we're talking about relationships and um, and um, love and love <laughs> and sex and mm-hmm. intimacy. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. And okay. uh, and and we'll touch on these a little bit too, because there's a lot of kind of fun stuff that that we should, uh, you know, fun stuff. <laughs> You want to call it whatever fun, you know. Th- there's the news, and there and there's press conferences and recordings of the news and things we see in the news, and then there's the news as recorded on this show, which somehow ends up a little different than than, yeah. than CNN and Fox. I don't know how that happens because you think we both have the same devices that we use to record people talking at the podium and stuff, you know. But yeah. for some reason. Which I can't quite explain. When we play things, they end up different than what I hear on Fox and CNN. And they Facebook. really do. Yeah, they do. I don't know how the you know, and the people who we interview. You take you know, how many news programs reach out and, and speak with people like the former president Richard Nixon and Alfred Hitchcock and so forth. You know. Yeah, I mean, whoa! I just I, I mean, just, I get so excited about all these these wonderful. Weird things happening on the show, Andy. I'm just always surprised and on the edge of my seat as to what comes next. You know. You never know. You never know. But we we want to talk know. about the things. But here's what else. Um, before we get on, and I'm believe me, I'm as anxious and and look forward to talking about sex. Oh, excuse me, about relationships as anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our, uh, but first, I want to play. Um, because um, I think this is important. Um, we all know who Fauci is, you know, right? Fauci is the yes. head, right? Okay, so he's been the leader of the of the fight against this uh, this horrific coronavirus that has so affected horrifically the world population. Uh, with, you know, in the United States, over 560,000 people. I mean, this is, whoa, dead, you know, people in this country, mm-hmm. let alone the world and the UK. Um, yeah. So... Fauci has been a regular, you know, he goes and testifies before the House and um, and has these battles with Congressman, the lunatic Congressman uh, Jordan. And, um, and we have a we 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 have a microphone um, at the um, you know, we're lucky enough to get recordings of what actually went on. And what we also uh, didn't know is that this battle between Jordan and Fauci and other members of Congress um, and people who testify has been such, you know, it just, you know, we decided to just like they did. Remember we had the Harlem Globetrotters um, referee and coach on, and we talked about how they made a cartoon of the success of the, right? Well, we figured here at the Andy and Amanda show that the, uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C. is such a zoo. It's that we should have a cartoon program, and maybe this would educate kids about what goes on in Washington if they were actually not only able to see what's going on in, in Washington, but actually visualize it and hear it as a cartoon. Make it make it entertaining, for Christ's sake. Right? right? So this is what has been going on in Washington. They decided, you know, we got, you know, education is of prime importance to all of us and is on the infrastructure bill of President Biden. And, and part of that education bill is, in fact, we need to make politics and speeches and debate and congressional hearings, we need to just turn it all into a cartoon because yes. that way it would be more entertaining and more and more engaging. So we have a clip of it here. 
And the clip we have is um, is Fauci and Representative Jordan just having a go at it. A go at it, as they say. Um, <laughs> so uh, without further ado, only on the Andy How come I keep saying the oh, Andy and Mandy <laughs> Only on the Andy and Mandy show. I don't even know where I am. Only on the Andy and Amanda program. Uh, so folks, listen in. Listen in. Here we go. This is uh, Fauci and Representative Jordan. I think. I think. You never know, but I think this is what it is. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci. When is, when is the time? Well, in your written statement, you say, now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing, and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When is the time? When is the time? When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom? When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high... What is low enough? Give me a number. What? I mean, I, I, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before Americans get more freedom? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat. That is when. And I believe when that happens, you will see... What determines when? I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when, does, when, does, no. when do we get to the point? What measure, what standard, what objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before, before Americans get their liberty and freedom back? You know, I, you're, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing. But, but uh, I disagree with you on that. The Constitution is suspended during, a, during a, a, a virus, during a pandemic? It's certainly not. This will end for sure when we get the level of infection very low. It is now at such a high level, there's a threat again of major... Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now, Americans haven't been able to go to church. Even today, when they go to church, they're limited in the size of... Of, of, of worshippers who can meet. Your right to assemble? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You had a curfew last fall in Ohio. You had to be in your home at 10. In Pennsylvania, you had to be in your home. Uh, when you're in your home, you had to wear a mask. In Vermont, when you're in your home, you didn't have to wear a mask, Dr. Fauci, because you weren't allowed to have people over to your house. Yeah, Congressman Jordan. Your ability to petition your government well, for a year, for a year, American citizens haven't been able to come to their capital to petition their government to talk to their representatives and freedom of the press. These very pictures that Representative Squeeze just showed you and talked about? Sherman, I think I do remember hearing something on TV about colon cleansing. They say everyone should have one. I'm thinking about getting me an appointment and go down and getting my colon cleansed thoroughly. Guess what? The press isn't allowed in those facilities. The press is not, the Biden administration will not let the press in there. And certainly freedom of speech. I mean, freedom of, uh, governor of our third largest state meets with, with physicians in that, in, in that, 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 that,
because they dare to disagree with Dr. Fauci. So I just want to know when the Americans get their First Amendment liberties back. No, I don't think anything was censored because they felt they couldn't disagree with me. I think you're pers you're pers making this a personal thing, and it isn't. Not a personal thing? Oh my goodness. No, you are. That is exactly what you're doing. No, your recommendations carry a lot of weight, Dr. Fauci. We just had the, the chair of the Financial Services Committee said she loves you and you're the greatest thing in the world. Will my the recommendations are consistent. Will the gentleman yield? No, it's fine. Like, no, can I answer the question, please? My recommendations are not a personal recommendation. It's based on the CDC guidance, which is, which is... An I'm asking a question. What measures have to be attained before yeah. Americans get their First Amendment liberties back? I just told you that. I know you haven't given anything specific. You said we hope when this certain... Tell me specifically. Right now, right now, we have about 60,000 infections a day, which is a very large risk to research. We're not talking about liberties. We're talking about a pandemic that has killed 560,000 Americans. I, I, and I get that what I'm talking about. And I don't disagree with that. And I understand how serious that is. But I also said it's pretty serious when businesses have been shut down. People can't go to church. People can't assemble in their own homes with their friends, with their families. Oh, Lord, this has been a fabulous, wonderful, fabulous evening. People can't go to a loved one's funeral. People can't get to their government petition, their representative to redress their grievances. Oh, my goodness. I also understand the First Amendment is pretty darn important, and it's been a year, and I want to know when right. Americans will get those First Amendment liberties back. Well, you just said people cannot assemble in their own homes. They can. That's a CDC recommendation for that. Last fall, they couldn't. I didn't hear. Not last fall, they couldn't. I, I didn't hear what you said. The gentleman's time has expired. to be interested in me unless he thinks I'm experienced. 
No guy wants to sleep with a virgin. I didn't know that either. So I spread a rumor about myself. I told everyone that at age 18, entering college in 1992, that I'd already fucked 10 guys. That's a lot of 10 guys. I mean, not now, but then that was a lot. 10 guys at 18 was a lot. Some people don't have 10 people in their town. 10 guys. And 1992 was an innocent, innocent time. Beverly Hills 90210, Brenda and Dylan, they waited a year to lose their virginity to each other. Dylan was an alcoholic who lived by himself. He was a virgin. It was an innocent time. So then no guys wanted to have sex with me because they thought I had an STD because I'd fucked 10 guys. And so I went year after year after year not getting laid until I met someone who transferred into my college my senior year and he hadn't heard the rumors and I didn't tell him. Now we had sex, it was fun, it was fine. I don't remember every detail because it was so long ago, but it was lovely and I walked home that day just, you know, listening to my disc man, listening to Madonna, you know, the Bedtime Stories album. I'm like, I get it, I'm sexual too, Matt. This is where we draw the line, got it, got it, got it. And, um, Yes. Here. Yes. And moving right along, yes, in this show, uh, we're going to have a conversation. Uh, you can join the, the conversation, by the way, by dialing 515-605-9888. We are waiting here to take your calls, whether we do take them or not is a you know, subject to uh, discussion, but we are waiting for them, and then we'll decide when they come in if we take them or not. But no, really, you, you, call, you call us. We'd love to get you engaged in our conversation about the experiences that you've had regarding relationships and love and sex and, and, and coming together and breaking up as the case often is, getting engaged, yeah. getting married, changing your mind, you know, all that good stuff. All that you know, good stuff, yes. It's an, important, it's an important conversation. Anything so? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, yes, 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 yes. I'm sure yeah. many other people would agree with that too. So, yeah. Where should we start, Andy? That's the question. Well, we we should start we should start with with what what let's oh I got an idea what we're gonna do okay. is uh, we're gonna let's let's hear let's let's talk about some subjects and some answers uh, actually with an interview and excerpts from a Britain show called um, Between the Sheets which I interjected. Survey uh, commissioned by Britain's Between the Sheets also found that 
about half the women were worried about their uh, men not being happy with their sex life. I think we had this unrealistic expectation of sex. I think I blame all that on TV shows. Honestly, quite reputable TV shows have like couples who've been together for 20 years suddenly overcome by spontaneous lust and late for work. And it's like, I'm shouting at the television, it doesn't happen like that. And people watch this and then they look at their own sex life and think, well, that's not what I'm doing. Mm. So my partner must really think that he's missing out. So they're worrying about stuff that isn't actually real. That same survey also showed that nearly half of women and men would like to have be more adventuresome in bed. As a matter of fact, one in four women would like to act out some type of sexual fantasy in the future. And 60% have never told their partners. I found that one in four women quite low because since Fifty Shades of Grey, whatever you think of the book, it's had a massive, massive effect on women acting out fantasies. And I get dozens of emails from women saying that, you know, giving, can you give me practical tips on how to act out scenes from the book, mild scenes from the book. Um, and that hasn't stopped, so I'm surprised it was that low. In terms of not telling your partner, I really am of the camp that you shouldn't necessarily tell your partner sexual fantasies because I think people seriously think that it's a secret wish that you want to do something and it's not necessarily. You can get yourself in all sorts of trouble. So if you do want to try something new, like being tied up like it was in the book, you're better off saying, you know, I'd like to be tied up than you are saying, I'm having fantasies about being tied up. Huh. <laughs> so... <coughs> so my uh, my uh, comments on that yeah. intriguing discussion um, is what, what you, is you know we touched upon this in, on Wednesday is the drive to have sex to finish sex? Hmm. hmm. Well, hmm. I think uh, that's a tricky one because I, I'm sure that a lot of people going into the situation, the 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 activity itself, you know, I, I that's probably not what they're starting to think about when, when they do that. But I mean, during sure I can imagine that because you get that that, that sensation build up, right? That pleasure. So with that said, you know, it, it it builds and it builds and then for a woman especially and I'm I'm pretty sure for a man as well, but um you, you get to that point where you really want to reach that point because your body is saying, please, I need to reach that point right now. So yes and no. That's the way I see it, yes and no. You go into it with not necessarily achieving that. You just want to experience that connection and that, that feeling between you and how good it feels. And then during, sure, it can, it can sway that way, right? I mean, that's what makes sense to me. I guess that, is, uh, that would explain why... Uh Almost every girl I ever dated married the next guy after me. <laughs> Story of my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why is that, Andy? Why is that? Oh, gosh. No, I'm learning why now. <laughs> it's all coming together. Oh, no. No, I mean, it's... I think there's plenty of people out there who, you know, don't even get to that point and they still enjoy the experience. And then there's a lot of people that get disappointed when they can't reach that point because they were really looking forward to having that. Because it, it it's like, let's face it, the, the sensation itself is a very beautiful feeling. And it leaves you in that kind of euphoric state, which, you know, everything is like flowers and hearts and everybody's like gooey eyed and everybody feels good and they want to get up and they want to eat something or smoke a cigarette. So there's that euphoric sensation that everybody looks forward to. But yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I, I just wonder what, um, okay, as relationships continue, let's say you, you and I'm trying to just dial back and thinking, okay, here's a guy, girl, girl, and a girl, guy, and a guy, whatever, relationship, whatever it might be, and yeah. um, meet each other, is the initial attraction when you meet somebody, what what, hmm. what attracts you when you first meet somebody? Is it the eyes, how, how they, their personalities, their sense of humor, their looks? For me personally, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so when I I meet somebody personally, what usually attracts me to them is all always number one personality. They've got to have that that something about them that reaches me and connects with me. Otherwise, they could be the most prettiest person or most attractive person in the world, but if they they're an asshole and they say things that don't sit well with me, then I'm not going to find that connection there with them. And yeah. I may get to know them over time and think, well, okay, well, actually, you're not as bad as I thought. But, however, you know, I mean, there's there's moments, of course, when you meet somebody and you, you find them extremely sexually attractive. That happens. But I couldn't be in a relationship with somebody or want to get with somebody if I just felt, oh, yeah, I'm sexually attracted to you. However, I don't like the way your your personality is. I don't like the way you're coming across to me because ultimately I know that as a result, yeah, the, the sex may be great, and that, that, that experience may be great because, hey, I'm physically attracted to you, but if there's no decent conversation or mental connection there, there's something that, says, that speaks to me, that they're able to connect with me and, that, and read me in that way, then I just know ultimately it's just going to fail and I, I get to the point where I'm like, well, what's the point? Yeah. What is the point? So, yeah, I mean, you know, and in terms of uh, physically, there's a lot of things, you know, there's uh, some the way someone smiles and, yeah, their eyes is always a, a beautiful thing. And I think that that tends to capture my attention. Sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about me, you, Andy? Uh, I am. Um, I've actually, thinking back, I, I've, I've never actually met a girl and asked her out for a date in my life. No. I never yeah. I, I always, I'd be the one, you know, I'd go on out, you know, I, I, I got married late in life and so forth, and, and um, you know, but I had, you know, so I had a lot of time being a single guy, and um, even though I was, also a lot of time in long-term relationships, but, but definitely, if you tally up the time between those relationships, it would be at least a year. Anyway, um, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I, I've never, so I've always been the one who would go out, um, and especially, I've traveled a lot through my airline, you know, my aviation career, my music career, you know, sailing. I've always, I've always traveled a lot, and I've, I'd go out to places and bars and restaurants and hang out joints and all over, and be the guy who just kind of stands there and watches all the action, so to speak. You know, watches how yeah. guys meet girls and, and, and yeah. be there sitting with my drink and watching, you know, some girls at the counter being, you know, oh, they're really pretty. You know, I would never, I'd never be the one who. I, would ne- I never did. I never, actually, I did like, no. That what might leave in the minds of some of our viewers and listeners uh, a connotation of uh, which uh, would be inaccurate. That's true. Aww. <laughs> I did meet one girl. Around and, and wonder, maybe collaborate on this. 
when guys go up to, you know, in, let's say non-COVID, obviously, you go up to a, you know, you're a hangout in a, in a public cafe or in a bar or a restaurant, you're hanging around, and there's a bunch of people, and there's music, and noise, and glasses are clamming, and people are pouring drinks, and having a good time, and getting happy hours, snacks, whatever, and, and guys, and you've been there, I'm sure, uh, and yeah. guys walk up, and what, I've always been back watching that, because I, I wouldn't, I'd go up and say, uh, Come here often. Uh, <laughs> what's your sign? Uh, yeah. And then, you know, they ask me what my sign is. I come back with, like, uh, slippery one wet. You know, I, I don't know what the... <laughs> bridge, bridge, sleeper road surface. I don't know. What the hell? What am I... What, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so what... So I think I, think I wouldn't know what to do. And I've always envied that. You know, a guy just walks up to go and you see a conversation, and they're standing there talking for 15, 20 minutes or whatever, and they're having a good time, they're laughing, and sometimes they drift off, and sometimes they don't. But I always wondered what happens in those conversations because I never did that. I, I didn't. I wouldn't even know what to do. I, I had no idea how to go up to a girl who I see who's attractive and just start a conversation. I couldn't do it. So yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. So what happens? Tell, 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 tell us what goes on. <laughs> you okay? Well, I'm no expert, so. <laughs> I mean, Andy, I'm in the same boat as you, my darling. I've I've never actually approached somebody and asked them out. It's always been the other way around, and I feel very blessed about that, you know, that, you know, I've been approached in that way. So I've never had to do that, that frightening part. However, placing myself mentally in that position, how I would approach it, I've often thought about that. And I can understand the mental block that people get when they approach somebody because you, you get nervous, you know, you really like, the look at this person, the way they are, and you feel, okay, so uh, how am I going to say this? What am I going to do? Is, she gonna, is this person going to like me? Are they you know, going to reject me? And you get all that anxiousness, and that's what then sends the mind into the chaos of, I can't find the right thing to say to them. So I would, I mean, personally, if it was me, I'd be, you know, approaching somebody say, hey, how you doing? And um, you're having a good night. That's a good question. Are you having a good night? You know, um, I really like this place, you know, just start that conversation going, yeah, yeah, I've come here to meet some friends or somebody hasn't turned up or, you know, and um, enjoying my drink. And, you know, so it's just getting that casual conversation going instead of thinking, okay, what can I ask them about themselves? So, you know, that the classic um, cliche question of do you come here often? Everybody knows that and they kind of expect that. But by saying, okay, uh, are you having a good night? And um, do you like this place? Then you know it, it triggers other possibilities of answers of, oh yeah, well yeah, I, I you know I don't come here that often, or you know it's my first time. Do we just lose and, you? Um, oh, we just lost you for a second. You're back. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah, you know asking those types of questions then gets that ball rolling and opens up the space for more conversation to to take place instead of asking direct questions. More talk about your environment. Of you know, I really like this place. You know, I, I don't usually come here. You can start by saying those things yourself, and and then see what the other person comes back with. And if the conversation struggles, then mm-hmm. I think then you tend to panic, right? And you think, well, what am I going to say next? And maybe that's a point where you you pull away because you see that other person's possibly even nervous or just not that interested, and you can kind of get a, an assessment from that that situation. Um, yeah. Always just pause for a moment, and then you know you'll start to think about something else you may want to say. But you know that's that's just my my take on it. Instead of asking direct, just talk about the situation as it is. 
Um, we we have a uh, we have somebody else that I want to shed some uh, their experiences on uh, the show with this. I'm just bringing this caller in, who I think, judging from where it's coming from, it must be the one and only, the talented, the amazing, the capable, the driving force behind all mankind. It's me. <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? Doing good. How about you? Andy and Amanda, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing real great. I call oh, wow. in and talk about lust. Ooh, <laughs> lust. Andy, Amanda, okay. love show. Andy, <laughs> Andy, and Amanda. Uh, uh, we realize that you're 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 happily married guy, and you know on the phone I've met your wife and so forth, and, and she is lovely. I must say, lovely, lovely woman you're married to. But knowing all that, I'm putting that aside just for a minute. Well, we can put it aside for more than a minute, actually. No, um, um, <laughs> what, going back to single days, would you ever go, we were just talking about, like, if you go into a bar or restaurant and you meet, you know, you're just hanging out, you're going to meet people, whatever, uh, and being a guy and you see some attractive girl at the bar or whatever, have you been a guy that was able to go up to a girl you were attracted to, you've never met, and engage in a conversation that led to something or any, even, even a, a delightful time that evening at the bar by itself, let alone anything beyond that. But have, have you ever done that? What, talk to a girl at the bar? Yeah. Yeah, have you yeah. been able to approach yeah. somebody and, yeah. and, you know, yeah. When I was single, that's all I used to do. I used to flirt with a lot of girls and try to talk to them and try to pick them up and all that stuff and, you know, have fun and, and party. Sometimes I get lucky, sometimes I don't. Amanda and I are, it's amazing. And, you know, again, Amanda and I have never met. You know, we hope to do so sometime after COVID, but we've never met. And um, the more, you know, we speak and the more episodes we do of the show, I'm like, gosh, like a twin of me over there in terms of our life experiences, practically, you know? The, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because I was thinking Amanda, you know, would have been at, bar and been part of that scene and so forth and had different people approach her because I've never been part of that scene and then I find out that well Amanda hasn't either oh yeah. now <laughs> Boy, that happens, guys, this is not planned it's fun I'm sorry so, so it's the comment, yeah this when is not planned but it's fine. Your, your timing couldn't be better because it was a question I just kind of brought up we're talking about how people meet and what follows thereafter and neither one of us have really ever been have done that so what well, actually, when I was single and everything, when I was single back in the days, far, far, I used to have fun, you know, being single and everything. It's, yeah. it's fun being single, but then, you know, you have fun and you you dating all types of people, but then here comes the drama with it, you know. You you be like, all right, I'm dating all these girls. I'm spending a lot of, I'm spending my money, my little money that I have, just you know, talking to this other person, taking this person out this week, taking this person out this week, and then after that, you be like, oh my gosh, I, I need to find somebody that I could just settle down with, and just give up me, just me. But single life is wow, it's fun, but then it has these differences. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you spend a minute and, and let's say you're at a bar and people are talking, hey, how are you doing? Oh my gosh! Oh, there's an and I'm the girl sitting at the bar. <laughs> oh, you want to know my pickup line? That's what you're saying, Andy. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right, this is my pickup line. It, back in back in 
before E.T. movie came out. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time. But my pickup line was this. I said, oh, how you doing? And and I start talking about subjects like, have you seen the new Star Wars? And they'd be like, huh, this guy's kind of weird, but he's talking about Star Wars. And and for some reason, the girl would be like, yeah, I, I, I. and then we start talking about Star Wars and different movies and next thing. And then I'll be like, oh, man, we got to talk more. And um, by the way, is is it OK if I get your number? I mean, if you have anybody or anything, I, I mean, I'll walk away. And she'd be like, well, I don't have anybody, but I'm in a relationship. But sometimes they'd be like, well, take down my number. And I'd be like, we could just be friends and everything. And next day we start talking and we start becoming friends and start talking and start hanging out, and that's when the evilness come out of her. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what I have done? Uh, A couple times I've actually met people, I I like to make a grand entrance. You know, you're at this bar in this public place, you know, and there's people, the the girls sitting around, and they're hanging out, maybe three or four, and I I walk into the bar, you know, I come into the front door, and right away, right away... Get all the girls and picks when they pick up the quiet the quiet person. For some reason, people are drawn to quiet people. When you're sitting there, just very mysterious. That's when yes. Yes. people really want to talk to you. My favorite. You know what my favorite pick line pickup line is? My favorite one of all. Uh, that seems to be the one that really nailed it for me every single time. In a relationship, you have to make time for sex. Nah. Oh, that's a, that that definitely that's a good pickup line. How do you make how do you make up with that? <laughs> uh, can we talk? Oh. Was you ducking or was you you know? <laughs> they throwing bottles. What, what what happened? Get away! <laughs> but I, I think. Or when you're a single guy, it to me is 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 fun, but then it starts getting boring, and that's why I'm married because I'm you know basically, I just got tired you know, dating all types of girls and living like um my my idol David Lee Roth, <laughs> and, um, and I basically just say you know what I'm going to settle down because I'm I'm tired and I settled down and met a beautiful young lady and. Chilled out. Yeah, I remember going to this great thing. That sounds boring, don't it, guys? Hey, that sounds boring. I remember yeah. being at this big outdoor place um, in this, you know, big on the river, a great big music venue outdoor, and I was with a friend of mine. We're hanging out, and I saw this really attractive girl. I was, you know, I'm, and she was. I mean, everybody, she was standing there talking to a friend. And she was absolutely magnificently gorgeous. And uh, and I was pacing back and forth, and my friend told me, he said, we're not leaving here until you go up to her and say something. I can't do that. That's good. Not do it. But I needed a, a line. I think. What am I going to do? You know. I just. I, I had to try it. You know. What's worst? Worst comes to worst. She'll say. You know. Whatever. It just won't work. And I'll, I'll never see her again in my life. What do I care? Right. So I got to pick the appropriate line. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Finally, I came up with this one, and the rest is history. 
You're a contemptible lowlife for talking this way about this. You're a contemptible lowlife for talking this way about this. I really love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, should be, he should be a host on a show, guys. <laughs> you, know, right? so, you know, the rest is just, you know, well, well, I, I tried it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, guys, I, I, I love you guys. I, will, I have to run. And oh, okay, Bob. Okay. I miss you and, and enjoy the rest of the show. Have a great Aww. weekend. Miss you too, darling. And... and oh. And, yeah, and all that good stuff, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and enjoy life and mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm getting like Andy, right? <laughs> uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, take care, guys. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for coming on. We love you. Only on the Andy and Amanda show. Yeah. Love you too. Take care. Have a good afternoon there. You know know what it is? As soon as I'm like, all right, guys, within an hour, I'm like, yo, um, how's the numbers? I'm just joking. (laughs) 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 All right, like, we ain't going to talk. I'm like, yo, dudes, what's up? (laughs) I know. I know. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy, guys. Have Thank a good you. one, sweetheart. You too, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you very much. We'll be back with this message. <clears throat> Dear Mainland, Aloha. My brother and I keep hearing about your fear of missing out, FOMO. Running this way and that to try and do every little thing. Maybe you don't worry about FOMO. Instead, maybe you try a little slow-mo with a cold corner beer. Brother, you get FOMO. No more. One life, right? Don't blow it. Mahalo. Anyway, as uh, corner beer, folks, that's um, our beer of choice. And we, we like playing these spots because the product itself is amazing. And that's, that's we have this passion for corner beer which I discovered in Hawaii a couple of years ago and never looked back. Amanda has not tried to cut up here yet, right? You have to make that, have to make that happen. I have not, no, because I don't do it over here. I don't think you have it in the UK. No. What beer is there? Because you had a, have got a, I don't know, do you drink beer? I don't even know if you, do you drink beer? Yeah, yeah, of course Which I do. I mean, what, I, what? I was always curious as to what the difference was between beer and lager because obviously I, I've had both, but um, mm-hmm. so we got... We got obviously Budweiser. We've got um, I think it's Carlton, um, Cronenberg. We've got uh, oh my god, my mind's gone blank. Um, <laughs> Corona. <laughs> oh my goodness, um, Carlsberg. Um, yeah, those are stuff we have. Yeah, yeah. So we. Oh, we have the other one. Well, yeah, you know, there's a lot. That, that could be a whole. You know, that could be a whole other show. Like. We should do that. Let's pencil that in. We should do it and have some experts on, some brewmasters and so forth. You talk about craft beers and the difference between IPAs and lagers and all this. That would be a really interesting show, wouldn't it, though? That would be. It would be fun, actually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's, let's, let's plan that. Let's plan on doing that. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. I'll make sure yeah. I'm drinking a beer at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you mean you're not? Yeah, topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's a great but idea. Anyway... Yeah, yeah. So, so starting to meet with somebody, okay, so the first, we're getting back to that. So we're meeting somebody, whether it be at a 
public gathering, whether it's, hey, maybe it could be at a, you know, at a, a social event. It could be you meet somebody, you're, you're invited by a friend or somebody to go attend a wedding and you see somebody else saying, well, then I've you know, people have met and got married by meeting at weddings and so forth. But what, yeah. I'm just wondering if, you know, moving along, talking about relationships and, the, and actual being related, you know, what, what is being related? We can dive into that. But um, yeah. when, when you meet somebody and, and the relationship moves it all, along, um, it, it, is, is the initial attraction, I'm just trying to think, is biological beings, is, yeah. is, the, is the drive a, a, a physical, sexual drive initially? What, what, what is it that, 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 draws, that, that acts as a magnet that draws two people together? Huh. Okay. Again, for me, I think it, it can be both ways. It can be um, the the type of personality. If somebody's uh, got a great sense of humor, because let's face it, that is so appealing. If somebody's got a great sense of humor, because that means they're they're not taking life so seriously. And if they if you're the type of person who enjoys humor, then that's great. For for me, that's one big thing. Um, the second is obviously, like I said, it's the the general personality, how they they present themselves, how they speak you know, what their thoughts are. Um, like, for example, if somebody's going to sit there and they're, like, gossiping and being very judgmental, that's an instant turn-off. It really is, because I think, okay, your character, for me, is just, it, that's not good, because if I'm going to be around this person, and, you know, how's that going to make me feel, and blah, blah, blah. It, that type of thing doesn't sit well for me. So, again, personality, uh, um sense of humor they're they're great things that catch my attention and of course yes you've got the physical aspect of those things mm-hmm. you know um how uh, if they look attracted to you it could be a simple thing by how they wear their hair or that certain look in their eyes and the way they smile or you know other physical features that people get drawn to um so yeah for me it's always been that spiritual mental humorous kind of connection more than anything else because at the end of the day that's what i connect with more um, it's great to be physically attracted to someone, sure. And if you can find that whole package, oh my goodness, it's the best thing. And um, I think people throw themselves out there too easily and too quickly. And then, you know, when that, that certain person comes along that, you know, you, you've always um, hoped you would meet and you know you're with somebody else then that can be a very very difficult and painful situation to be in because you know you thought that other person was you know everything that you wanted but the reality is this other person's actually showing you well hey no I'm actually everything you wanted that can be very very challenging mm-hmm. um yeah so you know I, I was one of these people Andy that didn't throw myself out there a lot you know I was always um shy you know insecure about that type of thing I was the type of person that was willing to wait for the right one to come along rather than go out to a club sit there and you know gower the room and think okay so uh who looks attractive and appealing tonight and you know could I be going out on a date with this person that that was never me um yeah I'd always thought that I would meet somebody and it would just be like okay so this person's cool I really like them let's see what happens yeah that, that's how it's been with me. I'm the same, you know, I've, I've always been too far on the other side. In other words, I, I, I'm mostly thinking back that yeah. I, made, I, I was very conscious of meeting a, a girl and wanting to, in the onset, making sure she knew that I was not trying to solicit any other kind of relationship outside of just, hey, 
You know, how are yeah. you doing? Let's talk about life. Let's just let's hang out. Let's, you know, there's no, yeah. and, you know, there was, you know, but then, you know, then of course I would come up with this line. I have been expecting you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, that would, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, yeah. And so one time, yeah. you know, I, I did, uh, oh, what's the recording of this pickup line I used? Four carriers of the plague who will infect their miserable brethren. And I would just say something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? isn't it weird, though, that you and I, like, think along the same lines or have had similar experiences? That's just crazy. It, it is, and then we meet, we've never met, but here we are, 8,000 miles away. And yeah, in our lives, you know, you've been through your life, I've been through my life, you know, and you know, if you just kind of fast, you know, play a fast forward movie. How's it going again? But um, yeah, and then and then here we are meeting on the show, which is you know a lot of people and even guests. very true you know i got i said to you earlier andy um andy and i communicate through uh social media and yes telepathy yeah and and social media (laughs) we were like i said to andy okay so i got that friday feeling whatever that feeling is (laughs) andy's like hungry (laughs) 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 oh yeah on the live stream (laughs) oh oh, man yeah i got i'm gonna get to the show i'm gonna get me some too um, oh, uh, you know, I have the feeling too on Fridays. You know, typically Fridays. That's if you, you know, what hasn't happened with me at all. It's got to be on Friday because you know I'm kind of feeling. You know, kind of Fridays. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On Fridays, that's about it for me. You know, Friday. You know, you oh, like you know, pogo stick. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah outside of that. <sighs> yeah. No. No. Oh. No respect, you know? I know. Uh, I know. It's cruel. It's cruel. It really is. It is cruel. It is cruel. But I think, uh, yeah, people, I, they get, when they, where did that term come from, that Friday feeling? I'm sure it was on some sort of advert or some advertisement. I, I've um, never heard of like that. that. I've no? Heard. You haven't? Mm-hmm. If 
Well, I think then, yeah, I'm thinking it's an advertisement that was playing in the UK once about having that Friday feeling. Uh, it's probably for something like chocolate or, you know, maybe alcohol, who knows, right? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I heard it uh, on an advertisement and it kind of stuck. Got that Friday feeling. Yeah. But of course, then you got, oh, to me, it represents, oh, it's the end of the week. People got the weekend. They're looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, I got that Friday feeling. Yeah, let's do this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, That's I don't my perception. No, I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't know. So let's talk. So um, let's talk about sex now. What's your favorite thing about sex? My favorite thing about sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did not why expect is, that question. Sex work. Separate amicably. And look for somebody new. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll try to answer this question as honestly as I can without uh-huh. making a fool of myself. <laughs> but um, okay, so I think my favorite thing about it is oh, I, I find boring. Okay, but it, it's that connection with somebody, you know, knowing that you're about to connect with them on that that fun and, and beautiful level that feeling you get from it all, not just the physical feeling, but, you know, that that something between you, that, that spark, that, that, that just gorgeousness, um, that's, that's the part that I love the most. And, of course, yeah, the, the feeling is, is amazing, right? It is, and there's, there's no getting away from that. But um, that, that's the, 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 the way I kind of sway with this. I mean, <laughs> it depends. Yes. I... I I deeply yes. want to go, no pun intended, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean... Amanda Love on the spot here on the Andy Andy <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure yes. the audience can tell I'm blushing right now, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love when you blush. I love when you blush. Anyway. Now, um, how about my, how about you, Andy? You're not getting away with that one. <laughs> for me, I think I think um, everybody has this idea uh, that threesome is going to be the best sex ever, whatever. Yes. Oh, I see. <laughs> I just go right for that. You know, you bring somebody else's mixed. No, I'm. I'm, I'm but um, for me, I, I know what the most. You know what it is for me, and I had. I was thinking about it while you were speaking. I'm thinking back to myself. Little experience I have in the matter um, is 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 making the experience great for the other person, no, not me. I don't, I don't really care about me that much. Yes, yes, of course. You know that that's a, a gorgeous thing too to know that what you're doing um, <laughs> is <clears throat> making them feel amazing, right? I mean, there's. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will look at this like, oh, yeah, it's a big ego trip, right? Knowing that you're making your partner feel good. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting off on that. But there is something very special knowing that you're helping them to feel absolutely amazing. And I think that's a part of the beauty of the act itself is knowing that what you're doing is done out of love and um, helping them to, to feel incredible with you and about you. And ultimately, they act by themselves as well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. So I, I think that, um, yeah, now I think about it, it's, it's, 
the whole experience for me is not about me. That's what's so it's about the other person. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I think there's a, there's a oh, I, I, this sounds really judgmental. Uh, so I apologise to our listeners who are probably thinking this. Okay, well, well, what I'm about to say, but I'm sure there's people out there that it's very selfish. Sex can be very selfish for people. It's like once they get into the act, expecting their partner to go above and beyond and please them without making much effort themselves, because it should always be a fifty-fifty thing. And there's, there's probably insecure partners out there who don't know how to give back as much as their partner gives to them. That's obviously a thing and understandable. <clears throat> and I think that's where all that communication and um, that, that support from the other one trying to guide them along to be that confident is, is a big thing as well. Because, you know, it's like if your partner's there saying, it's okay, it's okay, baby, try this or do this and let, let me show you how I like it or, you know, how how it could, you know, how we could do yeah. this. And yeah. it's okay, you're not going to muck up, you're not going to make me feel bad, let's just relax and have fun with this and mm-hmm. enjoy the moment for what it is, there's no pressure. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. If somebody can do that, then I'm sure the the insecure one will be like, you know what, yeah, she, that she he's making me feel good about this. Yeah, let me just try this, as nerve-wracking as it can be sometimes, because I think sex can be where it's so intimate and so vulnerable and exposed and naked, let's face it, that, you know, yeah. you're at your most vulnerable point and I think people can feel very insecure about how to perform and be in that moment and surrender and say, okay, this is me, this is what I sound like, this is how I move, this is how I experience this. And people can shut down and uh, or be very anxious. And again, anxiety affects performance, uh, so that can have a big uh, impact. But I think if that other partner is willing to guide them along the way and allow them to open up in their own pace, wow, that could be an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly I, I agree with, with that. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I don't, think, I don't think to me sex is not what you physically do. It's, it's about what you share together, and that's the whole experience. I think. Yeah. Even, even if, you know, I've had relationships very few of them I say that I, I, don't, I can count the amount of one night stands I've had I think on one hand I mean fewer I mean just but most of the relationships I've had physical relationships have been more than one night deals I've just a, yeah. a few, yeah. a few. They're, they're, they've been there and, and I remember one on occasion I woke up the next morning and said what the hell am I doing here you know why don't I do this what the heck am I doing here yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's not me. It's just not, it's not, it's not me. You know. And yeah. Um, and so, and there also have been times when uh, you get a kick out of this. Imagine this: uh, girl invites me over. I'm there, taking a tour of her house. Oh, this is great. Have some drinks, a little marijuana or something, whatever. We hang out, and um, shows me your bedroom, throws me down on the bed, and then. You know, I'm lying next to her. She's lying next to me. She was closer. I move away. She was closer. I move away. Chasing me all around the bed. <laughs> all around. Round and around. I go, I'm a whoop. A couple inches closer. I'm a couple inches further away. Whoop. A couple inches closer. I'm a couple inches further away. <laughs> and that's actually, when I think about it, in, in different, not, not just that one scenario, but similar ones, the, the, the shorter term 
either the one night stands or maybe it's been more than a couple nights, you know, but a couple, you know, the short, real short physical relationship, you get together, you do something after breaks, make dinner, boom, you hit the sack right away, boom, you know, and that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's all, I've only been there very few times. I know, I know guys and girls who definitely had more experience than I have in that regard with the shorter Trump yeah. relationships, shorter Trump physical relationships. Um, um, but uh, the more I think about it, the more I've, I've realized now, because health, I don't really think about that much, um, in my own life, that there's been many, many more women aggressors than I've been an aggressor. Right, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that I think about it, because normally you think about, oh, women think about, oh, you know, being picked up, or men have a one-track mind. So, no, no, no. My experience is that women have one-track minds. That, that women, oh, they that can women. do, yes. You know what I mean? Very much so. And it may also be because yeah. I, I'm not, I'm so the other way that maybe that's more of that. And that's just naturally just, you know, I'm not proud of that. Because <laughs> I, I probably lost out on a lot of experiences I could have had in my life that I didn't have because, as a matter of fact, I know I have. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, I knocked myself in the head thinking, oh, man, that was right there. I mean, oh, man, that could have been amazing. She's gorgeous. What a body. Did that. And then I was just, oh, did you, oh, God. And then some other guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walking home by myself again. Anyway, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and it was really funny. The more the more I think about this too, and I, it's nothing I think about that much. It's kind of cool having this conversation. And that after somebody meets me, because I'm, you know I like to have I to laugh, I like to have conversations, and like you know I like to engage and share life and talk about things that matter and things that don't matter equally. You know, yeah. um, and I'll tell somebody how shy I was. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like different. I'm, I'm no different. In, in, you know. um, and they said, you? You're kidding me. I'm, you, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable with people, very comfortable with strangers, and very, you know, very, very yeah. comfortable, you know, socially. Yeah. But it, 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 when it comes to meeting people, I'm like, it's funny because my wife, we talked about that where I was with other couples, you know, because the first yeah. time we met, I was, had another girlfriend, and, and we were just kind of breaking up. And we didn't we didn't say two words to each other. As a matter of fact, even while we started, you know, going out, we didn't. I wasn't very, you know, you know, outgoing yeah. that much, you know. And, and yeah, people, yeah. People say, Andy, is it you? What? <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I get the same response though because everybody that I talk to, they're like, "Oh my God, you know, you're so confident." And, you know, you're so friendly with people and, and open with people. And yet in certain certain situations, I tend to not exactly shut down, but I go quiet. Um, like that confidence uh, with certain things. But like again, approaching somebody to, you know, uh, say, oh, you're, you're attractive. I really like you. Can we can we go on a date or something? Like, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. But I mean, I, I, I think that's why I've never done it because... Um, I'm just not that type of person to approach somebody like that. And if I if I think, I, I mean, saying this, if I saw all the signs and this person was showing just how much they were into me, I think then I would feel much more confident about allowing the space for something to happen. Because mm-hmm. then I'm not doing all the work and it doesn't feel like a big scary thing for me to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and like I said, I've been very blessed enough to have people approach me and not the other way around. And I'm I'm very thankful for that because I think um, a lot of the time I would probably avoid it just because, you know, I'm insecure and nervous I, I would get with that situation. Um, 
But yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a social social one like you, Andy. So yeah, people get shocked when I say to them, well, actually, I'm not as confident as you think I am or how I appear. You know, I think we all have that issue with confidence sometimes. And um, I think even the most confident people in the world have their own insecurities and, and hang-ups. And they're just very good at masking them with uh, with confidence, ironically enough. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I wonder. So, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Now, now let's get down to dirty. No, let's, okay. let's, no, this is a family show. I guess it really is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mature audience's show. It's a, it's a mature, you know, it's a mature audience show, especially this one. We have a caller. Uh, let's pick up this caller here and we'll just skip the screen and we'll go right on to the show. Hello, caller. Who do we have joining us here on the Andy and the Mandy show? Yeah, my name's Joe. Can you hear me? Hey, hey Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Welcome aboard. Okay. Thanks. I saw the title, the headline of your show. Uh, I don't quite remember it word for word, but it was something like intimacy, religion, sex, and love. Yes. So I thought I'd come by and see what you guys uh, were talking about. Oh, well, cool. Well, well, well thank you for joining us. We don't you want to talk about Joe. We're all ears. But very, thank you for joining the show. Oh, no problem. Uh, it's um, great to have you, sweetheart. Have you talked to, Oh, thanks. Have you talked about relationships? Because that's my ballywick. I like relationships. And I like politics. Yeah. And I like to talk about what the uh, what causes relationships to work, what causes them not to work. Okay. How should you look for the right person? Things like that. Is yeah. that what okay. it's about? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're, we're covering, yeah, aren't we, Andy? We're covering all sorts of um, areas like that. We're literally covering the the generalization of it all. And, you know, we've had we've discussed certain questions about <clears throat> different areas, like you just suggested. Is there a certain area, oh, not, not necessarily area, but is there a specific type of thing in mind that you, you want to or want us to talk about and, and share with you? Oh, that would be good. Um, yeah. Any of those four... Any of those four reasons that I mentioned, like, for example, I think that's the bottom line is what people are looking for since your show uh, for today anyway, it's about intimacy, yeah. religion, sex and love. Yeah. How can a person uh, find as much as possible the right person? Uh, okay. I've asked relationship counselors, yeah. what does a woman have to do in order to enhance the relationship that she's in? Uh, what causes breakups? Uh, how can people resolve the breakup? So any of those issues that you two want to jump in on, I'll be glad to contribute. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, we've, we've been discussing today and more so the last show. Um, I was talking about how communication is such a major thing in relationships. Um, because, you know, past experience and um, if you haven't got that communication with uh, a person, um, before the relationship or during the relationship, then you tend to have more issues and things start to break down more because you're trying to be a mind yeah. reader to each other, hoping that the other person um, knows what you're thinking about, what you're feeling, and what you're expecting from them. And that never works because no one's a mind reader in that sense. And then the other person gets upset and angry uh -huh. that certain things are not happening in the relationship and so on. And I think that's when a relationship starts to break down. Um, well, in, in terms of, I think, finding the one, that's always a tricky 
situation because, you know, so many people out there who really, really want to meet somebody and find the one for them. And quite often I find that first you've got to know yourself. What is the, 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 the type of person that is the one for you? Like making a list of those things is such a great way to um, because you'll then find detailing all the things you would love to find in a person. And some of it can be realistic and some of it is unrealistic because not everybody is um, perfect in, in every single way. You know, we all have our flaws and... Um, Right. But quite often, mm-hmm. quite often you'll meet somebody and they will match a lot of the criteria that you have. You know those personal things about somebody that you really love and desire, and that that'll be that spark, and you'll just think, yeah, this 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 feels good, this feels right. Um, and, and there's been people who've gone to dating sites and they found the one that way because that's something in them was saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't know what to expect from it. I don't know what's going to come from it. But I think it's all down to how you feel personally about the, the type of people you're meeting and going on that experience. If you're meeting somebody and it doesn't feel good or right, you know, what's the point of continuing with that? Um, because then you're leaving space open for maybe the right one to come along and show you and prove to you that this person is all those things you've been desiring and, and needing from someone. What's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um. I, you were breaking up a little bit. I think it's either you or my app. Most likely oh, okay. it's my app. Can okay, you hear me? Darling. I can hear you, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to hang up. I'm going okay. uh, to call back in about three seconds if my app allows okay. me. Maybe this, okay. that way I can hear you guys. <laughs> I'll be okay, right back. no problem, I'll sweetheart. Right. All right, Joe, so we'll, we'll pick you right up. We'll pick uh, Joe and we'll pick his, uh, his call up directly. Um, you hear me okay, Amanda? Am I coming through okay? Yeah, you know, you sound better now than you, you were before, sweetheart. Okay, great, great. All right, sorry about that. I hope, uh, hope. Good. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's um, and welcome, Joe. I'm sure we'll, be, we'll look for his call on the board here. And if you want to join the conversation in the 15 minutes we have left here on the Andy and Amanda show, our subject is love, intimacy, sex, and religion. We're going to bring Joe back on board. Our number here is 515-605-9888. And feel free to jump on board and join our conversation, which I think we're going to continue even into next week because it seems to be a pretty popular subject. It and, really um, does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you're cool. back on board with this. How do you hear us now, Joe? Welcome back. Well, you sound fine. Amanda, say something so I can so I can see if my app is working. Okay, I'm I'm here, sweetheart. Can you hear me loud and clear? I'm okay. Both of you are better. All right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. And you guys can hear me. <laughs> So let me, yes, we can hear you. Okay, I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad you brought up that topic of communication because I am going to disagree with you. Here's okay. why. Okay. Okay. Everybody, everybody communicates, whether it's verbal or nonverbal. Yeah. But people think that communication is the key to a relationship, so they they automatically believe that if you communicate well and if the other person understands what you're talking about, that's going to resolve the conflict or the problem. Right. But as we okay. all know, that doesn't happen. You, right. can, you can go to counseling and it won't yeah. happen. It all depends upon, is that spark still there? Do I want to continue with her? Do I want to continue with him? It boils down to, can I get the desire back? And I, right. and I don't think, communic- I think communication helps, don't get me wrong. I think yeah. people should communicate. 
But if people believe that it's because I make my desires or I express myself in a forthright manner, and you understand that therefore the other, let's say, for example, I say to my girlfriend, baby, um, you've been coming home too late, or um, I've asked you to do certain things, but you haven't done them. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. But she does it two or three or four times in a row. Right. Now, mm-hmm. she's heard mm-hmm. me. She's mm-hmm. acknowledged that it's bothering me, but she continues yeah. to do it. So the communication right. is there, but it's the lack of desire. I see. So how do you guys okay. respond to that? Um, yeah, I agree with you that, you know, for a start, communication is always the best way to start because then if the problem doesn't resolve itself, if you're not working together with that communication on the things that have been expressed, the problems that are, that are there, then, yeah, then, then you've got to adjust how you approach that. And like you said, if the desire isn't there to, to make those changes, to do what's right between you, then, yes, you have got a problem and then you need to communicate, okay, this is the problem, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, nothing seems to be changing within that relationship, our relationship, whatever it is. And um, I don't know how to move forward with this. Can we move forward with this? And then I think both of you have a clearer picture of the best way to go forward. And sometimes, as sad as it is, it can be that, you know, you two are no longer uh, giving each other that, the, the, the things you need in a relationship and in life and you do have to part ways with that person I think it can get to that point but then there will be other people out there who believe that once you get into that relationship if it's a marriage or something it, it's more than just fulfilling your personal desires it's about working together as a team to try and uh, achieve a life in that relationship together um, it can get very deep and it can get again religion can, can come into that as well um, with certain belief systems um, expressing that, you know, w- once you're married and in that marriage, you need to uh, do certain things within that relationship to maintain it and keep it in the highest level. And um, it depends how far down the rabbit hole you want to go and and what your own personal take is on relationships and, you know, how you feel yep. about them. Um you, you know, you also have to ask, you know, what, what are you committed to? You know, what is the commitment? You know, is, yes. the commitment's got to be there. It doesn't matter what, what the communication is, there's got to be underlying, there's got to be some kind of shared commitment. And, and if the commitment is there, then there's all sorts of pathways to maintain that commitment. But there is, if, if you get stuck in that world of upset that prevents you from, from going down, you know, from furthering that road, from continuing that road, there's no empowerment. There's no forward direction out of the world of upset. And people tend to get in the world, you did this, you did this, this didn't work, I don't, I'm unhappy about this. And you get stuck in that conversation and kind of the commitment, the overall, the big picture, what are you committed to? What is the objective? Where do you want to go? What road do you want to go down where you share it together? And that kind of dissipates because you're stuck in that world of upset. And and that and that's where you know under underneath everything there's got to be some kind of shared commitment. If that is not there, then a relationship doesn't stand a chance, whether it dissolves immediately or down the road. You, there's got to be Absolutely. some kind of commitment. Yeah, and I think people can go into a relationship very selfish as well. They have all these uh, mm-hmm. personal desires and demands, and there's nothing wrong with desiring things from your partner. Again, communicating those desires is a beautiful thing, and quite often, you know, the right one, I say the right one loosely, okay, but the right mm-hmm. one will quite often reflect those desires back to you, you know, uh, reciprocate them because they know it makes you happy and it strengthens the relationship, and they like doing that for you because they love you. However, like you said, Andy, um, if you've got, if you're not committed to anything, if you have commitment issues, then the relationship mm-hmm. can be doomed to fail right from the start. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the bigger, even the bigger question is this, and how many of us can do this and do this effectively, is before you ask your, your partner, your date, your significant other, your husband, your wife, whatever it might be, how many of us can ask ourselves and answer it truthfully and effectively, what are you committed to? What are you committed to? Yeah. And, and if you could really define, it doesn't happen just like, oh, snap, oh, here's what I'm committed to, you know, uh, to think about it. And if you know what you're committed to, and then you can share that same question with your significant other. What are you committed to? What are you committed to in life? How can I enhance your commitment? What can we do together to, to fulfill that commitment That's together? Um, yeah. Right. Well, I, I agree with both of you, Bob. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I was about to say, I agree with both of you 100%. I, uh, when it comes to the commitment part, that's what mm-hmm. I would recommend to people. I'm not a relationship counselor, but um, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. my talking to relationship counselors, I should be one. Uh, <laughs> I, said, I say to people, before you get into a committed relationship, here's what you should do. You should be objective. You should sit down with a piece of paper. Both of you should write out what you like about each other, what you don't like about each other, what the deal breakers are, and what you intend to do in case of conflict in case of differences of opinion how do you expect to handle it because that way um you might you find out see um amanda what you were talking about a few minutes ago was that the yeah. spark and people feel as though they might have the right one but see that's the problem because people get wrapped up in romance yes romance to me should be more evident after the relationship not before because yeah. then when you have somebody that, that actually is committed to each other, then you can show each other how you feel to a greater degree. Yeah. Now, if you sit down with a piece of paper, you're, you're going to find out, okay, is this person on my level? Am I on her level? Is she on his level? Is he on her level? And yeah. personally, I always feel if you're going to, to – see, that's the commitment. I commit myself to making sure that I please you in the ways – that I know I can please you, and in yes. the ways that you want to be pleased. That's the yeah. purpose of the paper. Yeah. Now, if somebody afterwards, after you get committed, and the person, let's say again, uh, let me give an example about person not showing up on time. Now, what I can do is this. Uh, some people have suggested, suppose she's always late by 15 minutes. So instead of saying, hey, babe, show up at 6 o'clock, you say, show up at 4, 5.45. <laughs> So yeah. then she'll be there at six o'clock. Okay. <laughs> I can, yeah. I can make that alteration. But if yeah. that still doesn't change anything, then I have to then I have to actually ask myself and ask her, babe, you go to work on time, don't you? You know you'd be fired from the job if you don't show up on time. Why can't you do that with me? And if after a while, if if she doesn't change after three or four conflicts then I feel I'm not going forward with this. What she said at the beginning was just to have me be her companion, and I'm ending the relationship. And in terms of marriage, Andy, you had talked about bringing in religion just like Amanda did and finding Mm -hmm. out, you know, the commitment and seeing if there's anything there that can make things better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. try it. Mm -hmm. But I'm a person that doesn't have that much patience. I'll give you a month or two at maybe... But if you, it's so easy to please another person. Yeah. If yeah. you can't do it, get out. Yeah, that's, that's right. Feeling. 
Hey, Joe, we have another, we have another caller uh, calling. Uh, I think we have Craig on the line. Craig, you with us? Welcome to the Andy Demander Show. Hey, thank you much. Thank you much. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, Craig. Welcome, darling. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing better than most, worse than a few. Oh. We, that's, there we go. We all, we all, today we're talking about it here on the Andy Demanda program. We're talking love, intimacy, sex, religion, how it all ties oh, yeah. together, our, our stories of life and, and, and what our personal experiences mm-hmm. are and what we want to share with others. And and uh, and when the, we're, we're kind of winding down here, but we do have some time left on the show. But what do you what would you like to talk about? Well, we're talking about love. That's a good one right there. That covers everything. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> love, love covers everything. Love covers everything. And when exactly. you look back at your life, you have to be able to look at it through the eyes of love because you can't see it any other way. You owe a debt. And the debt that you owe, you can't pay it. So that debt has been paid. So now it's just love. And love took care of everything. So now that that's all you have to give away, well, that's going to change everything. So now when people talk to you, and they don't understand because they've been relying on their feelings entirely too much, so much so that they don't even want to talk about it. And what happens okay. when you do that is, yeah, yeah what, happen, what happens when you do that is you're not getting underneath your feelings because your feelings is not who you are. You are underneath your feelings, okay? And yeah. so yeah. it has nothing, it, 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 your feelings are there. Yes, we have feelings. They're there. They're meant to be enjoyed. We're enjoying ourselves, but then, what happens if somebody says something or somebody's doing something that causes your feelings to become very powerful? Okay. Yes. That's the, that's a sign for you. That's like your feelings telling you, Hey, look, something's wrong. Let's go take a look and see what's wrong in light of truth, which is underneath your feelings, which is the sacred place where you practice doing these certain things. But then you got these people that profane this sanctuary or live on the surface, which is not what you do because you are able to get underneath all that stuff. So you can do what you do because that's what matters most to you. Yes, yes. That makes a lot of sense. You're absolutely right there. And uh, I don't think a lot of people see it that deeply, unfortunately, because like you said, we're so reliant on our feelings that our feelings are the indicators for so many things. And yes, they have their purpose in life. They're, they have their purpose within us to, to guide us to so many things, the things that are wrong, the things that are, that are right for us. Um, but in, in terms of a relationship, they shouldn't be the be-all and end-all of, of that communication, no, but- that, that commitment with each other. But people don't have relationships that, that I see. They, they, yeah. they think they are, but they're not. Because when you have a relationship with somebody outside of yourself, then you have to pay attention to how they feel because feelings are very important in a relationship. If, you, mm-hmm. if, you, yes. if somebody doesn't see your feelings, then you're invisible to them, and that pisses you off or hurts you or whatever. So you have to be able to pay attention to these things. But a lot of people don't do that not in a relationship. They don't because people are too busy controlling each other, manipulating each other, and then if people have any feelings about what they're doing, then they exploit their feelings, and that's not a relationship. So I have to come in and help people to see this so that they can see what they can do to change this problem that they have. Because if you have problems, yeah. you just feed them for breakfast, and then you become the troubleshooter. And now you can rise above this stuff and be, be a leader. Because leaders are not going to talk about the problems all the time. They're not. They're going to, they're going to get to the solutions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that you makes a lot of sense. Yep. What, what I've always what I've always found also uh, in, in my limited experience, you know, we, Amanda and I will be the first ones to admit we know nothing about what we talk about on the show, but we, we have a fun time doing it. Though. We do have a fun time doing it. Um, and they, and um, but is is that 
you know, how many of us can you know, think back and, 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 and dig inside and figure out, you know, you get into a disagreement with somebody, you get into an argument with somebody, something doesn't go right. Now, how many of us can, can be accountable for what we say and how what we say lands? I remember, think, I remember thinking about this one day. I remember calling, I think it was my girlfriend at the time. I think my girlfriend. But anyway, um, she may have been wife then. I don't Whatever. Anyway, I remember late night. And I'm out, and I picked up the phone, and I called her. It must have been 1 o'clock in the morning. I called her, and she, you know, oh, hey, this is Andy. What? I just got to tell you one thing. I just realized this. And she's like, what? I said, you know, because we had this, like, real petty arguments about this, and not, nothing major, but little things. And I realized, you know, I never want to make the other person upset or angry or mad or disagree. I, I never want to do that. That's not my intent. That's not my purpose. That's not, that's not what this is all about. So that's how we come together and, and walking down that road together. And therefore, if I, if I say something and you get upset about it, well, then I got to figure out what did I say and how did what I say land to make you be upset? Because what I want to yeah. do is, is have a discussion and, and be happy and Poor be good. <laughs> hey, guys, listen, we're going to come back on the subject. We're winding down the show. We're going to talk about this again on Wednesday show. Monday, we're talking about real estate and finance. So join us on the Monday show Wednesday. At, at the same time, we're going to be talking about love, intimacy, sex, and religion here on the Andy and Amanda Show. I want to thought, thank Joe. I want to thank Craig and invite you back on Wednesday. Hey, call in any time, but thank, please join us on Wednesday show. <laughs> same time. Okay. Same time. All right? All right? And if you want, you know, we got to, uh, I guess, wind down. Same bad time, same bad channel. Okay. You yeah. bet. <laughs> right. Amanda, t- take us home, Amanda. Okay, on behalf of Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, and myself, Amanda Love, somewhere in the UK, thank you for joining us for another beautiful show, and tune in again on Monday, where we're going to have a lot of fun. And speak soon, have a great weekend, keep smiling. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye-bye now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Take care. Toodaloo. The time has come for us to pause. And think of living as it was